This is Brittany Estep. And I'm Chip Richter. And you're listening to the Roots and Wings podcast. A conversation about faith, family, and parenting. We're glad you're listening. Welcome back, everybody, to the Roots and Wings podcast, a brand new episode coming to you from Nutshell Studio. And I'm here with my guest co-host once again, Josh Osborne. Hey, thanks for having me back. You bet. Thanks for coming back. If Um, I do too many more of these, I'm going to want a spot on that intro song. I know. Well, it could happen. It could happen. (laughs) Brittany, better watch out. (laughs) Well, we are, we we wanted to bring... uh, the listeners, another episode of another of the dad episodes. And this is another excerpt from the interview that we did with uh, four other dads, Josh uh, Osborne, who's our co-host today, and also Joe Osborne. And, and the reason those guys have the same last names is because they're cousins and uh, grew up together and are, are pretty good friends. So it's pretty fun to hear their story. Um, Joe Osborne, Chris Holm who is one of the pastors of, the, of our church, and, uh, and also Josh Graham. And those are the four guys that uh, we had into the studio here several, several weeks ago, and we've, uh, we've been doing uh, excerpts from that. And so this is part two of the Dad episodes. And Josh, you know, we have been talking about recording some more of these because that was such a good time. Yeah, yeah, it was good just to get together and like to do it again. Exactly, and so you know, I, I don't, and I meant to mention this to you before we start recording, but I'll just say it live. We, I'm actually looking at some dates, and hopefully, there's going to be some communications going out here in the next next t- twelve hours or so to see if we can nice rustle everybody together again for another another recording session. So nice, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, so we're looking forward to that. I'm down. Yeah, maybe we should do it out at your brand new house. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could, the acoustics I could bring, aren't as nice. But. I could bring the mobile recording rig and we could be out there. All right, I'm all yeah. for it. We, Josh uh, and Megan just moved this weekend, so we are fresh off. They, in fact, they spent their very first night in the new place, in the new house last night. And how'd that go? Okay, Josh? It was good. It was good. Yeah, um, yeah challenging as a parent, um, <laughs> having a, a kid in a new, new house. Challenging for everyone. You know what? We're going to let you live that experiment for a few <laughs> weeks. And I think we'll have you back, maybe both of you back, and we'll maybe we'll do an episode about how to help your kids transition from change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That could be good. That could be good. I'll take notes for the episode. <laughs> oh, good. That's good. All right. Well, we're going to let this roll, and Josh and I will be back at the end of the episode with some thoughts about what you're about to hear. But we're excited for you to listen to this. This is uh, part two of the Dad episodes. Here we go. just shared about the big the one thing that really surprised you how about this when kids came into the picture how did kids change or did it change your marriages and your relationship with your with your wives how did the children how did that dynamic change that for you guys something that chris said that i really appreciated in the last uh, answer was um he had, having kids rearranged his priorities and showed him um, how selfish he was. Um, and I, I wrote that down too for that, for that question. Um, I don't know that my priorities have completely changed where they need to be. It's like something that I'm always working on, but it, having a kid showed me that 
um, not just in, in relation to my daughter, but also to my wife, mm-hmm. because she needs more of my attention now, um, just because she's pouring so much of herself into our daughter. Mm-hmm. And so um, I need to be there for her more. And uh, having having a, a child showed me that how, how much time I spend thinking about myself and how that needs to change, how I need to be putting my daughter first. And then that also um, goes over into how, how much I need to be thinking about my wife more and thinking about how I can make her day better. Yeah, I think, I think having a kid, you know, it's, it's, it's going to change your marriage just because before kids, you can spend all your time on each other, right? And then, like, after kids, you're splitting your time up. Right. You got these, you got multiple people you kind of have to watch and take care of. And sometimes the kids are, you know, more, they're, they're, they're doing things that are more important or, right. you know, and uh, they take more of your energy. So, so, that, you know, it, I think, you know, having kids is a maturing thing. And I think it can be maturing for your marriage if you let it. Mm. Because mm-hmm. I think you're going to have to. You know, mature as a couple. You're gonna have to make time for the, for each other. You're gonna have to schedule stuff. You're gonna have to uh, do do what needs done. You know, because because otherwise, you end up being just like you know two people living in the same house and and you know like roommates, never never even you know seeing each other or talking to each other. So you so you, I think it can you can let it kind of mature you or you can kind of let it take you away from each other. Mm-hmm. It's going to do one of the two, I think, usually. Yeah, you know, I think um, that's really a good, that's good, Chris. And I think it's important for, for parents to hear that because, you know, in the beginning, we're, you know, you and your wife or you know, with your, your spouse, you're, you're, you know, obviously in, you're captivated by this new little baby, right? I mean, right. It's, it's easy for you both to focus on this one and you don't even care that the other one doesn't, that your wife's not paying attention to you because you're all about the baby too. So that is pretty natural and we'll go that way. But then that, that just, that baby thing just gets replaced by all the cool stuff your kids are doing. And mm-hmm. it's easy for, it's easy for us to feel like we're together in our marriages but all of a sudden, when the kids are growing and leaving, we look, you know, husbands, wives, partners look at each other and go, wait a minute, there's this huge who's, hole here. Who's you know? this person living in my <laughs> exactly house? Exactly right. And so, you know, I know we have a lot of younger families listening, and I think this is really good encouragement that, you know, just as Chris was saying, it's really, we got to work on our marriages too. We got to work on those relationships with our, with our spouses because, I mean, it's easy to overlook it because our kids fill up so much space, so much, you know, emotional space, you know, that we have, you know, so we don't feel a lack, you know, we don't feel it, but when they're, but when all of a sudden you take that away, man, there's a huge void. So it's absolutely, and it's, and there, you know what, there's going to be a void no matter what, even if you do a really good job working on your marriage, there's still a void that you got to figure out. But I think this is really good encouragement to, uh, you know, to not neglect each other, you know, in those times. Um, Date nights are really a good thing. I I don't know if you guys, how many of you guys do date nights with your wife? We do. I do. Not consistent. Yeah. No. Nope. Come on, guys. We're not consistent. Come on. Well, one of the things uh, having kids made me realize was how valuable time was, you know? Yeah. It cuts out all a lot of the nonsensical things and the things that are just kind of filler that you do for fun. Yeah. Um, You know, and I don't know, like, I don't know how everybody is, but I can really get fixated on something, and it doesn't even take much. Like, just like... 
you know, I'm just reading about like a new movie and I'm like, Morgan Freeman's in that movie. And all of a sudden I'm, I'm like, I want to know every movie Morgan Freeman's ever been in. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like an hour and a half later, like I'm an expert on Morgan Freeman, but I should have, you know, I should have been doing something more productive, but, um, you know, it made me realize how valuable time is. And, um, and to what you're saying, um, it made me also realize like who I would leave my kids with and who I wouldn't. You know? mm-hmm. so. I think that that's what my wife and I have struggled with mm-hmm. the most. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'm amazed at my wife's devotion to our children. Not that I would say I am not devoted, uh, <laughs> but I comparatively, you know, she has me beat big time. Um, but that is the big fear that that I think we both struggle with, mm-hmm. and that's why that's what inhibits our whole date, date night thing. Is we get yeah. frustrated that we don't, mm-hmm. but we're absolutely terrified to leave our kids <laughs> with someone else. <laughs> well, it's like, I think that's like, part of that transform yeah. transformative process of like mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. growing as a parent yeah. and. and uh, Mm-hmm. But that, that's something we struggle with. And it depends on your kids, too. Like, certain kids, um, I had uh, one kid that was, like, the easiest baby. You know, my my middle child, my daughter, like, she tricked us into thinking we were good parents. We're like, man, we got this. Like, we're good. at. We'll just have one more. And baby number three... <laughs> Is what I like to call like extreme sports baby. Like as a one year old, he's crawling over baby gates and like he can climb. <laughs> like all our dining room chairs are laid down because he'll climb up on the table and he will jump off. Like uh, so, it's like that kid's crazy. Like it, we can't just leave him with anyone. Like mm-hmm. so, Josh, so, you're you're racing a future American Ninja Warrior. Maybe guy? I mean, because he could be like he's on the right track. <laughs> <laughs> I was at a party recently and he quickly became like a. Uh, like a party trick, like someone watched him jump off a couch, and um, he's pretty good at it. Like I watch it. If there's like a lot of obstacles or something, like I take, I'm real careful. Says the proud dad. Yeah, but uh, it's watch a, this, like watch this guy. Yeah, but it became like, hey, check this, check this kid out over here. He's like, jump off this couch. <laughs> so you know, I can't just leave him with anybody. You know, I can't just get like uh, you know a high school kid like. That's not gonna work. Mm-hmm. You have to have you a know. martial arts expert I got come. Baby a spotter. He doesn't I, need a. I gotta have someone experienced. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I gotta have someone experienced. <laughs> well, it takes a village, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. I think you know that you hear that statement, but I think it's really true. I mean, I know it's really. Gosh, I mean, I don't know what Mary Beth and I would have done without the community of family and friends that we had when, when we were raising our kids, and I. And I really feel for those that are kind of doing it on their own because there are some people that are, you know, they're um, especially single parents, you know, single family. Sure. I mean, I just, my heart goes out and I just feel like, um, man, somehow people, we have to be maybe more aware of that. If there are people in our church or in our community or our neighborhood that you see and know that that's happening, is there a way that we can, I mean, I say that even to myself because I, I know, but I just think of that a lot. So... If um, for, for the, like Joe, do you, you know, um, you know, just bring the kids over to Josh Mangan's. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah, bring them over. Josh has lots of time. They'll watch them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I should be saying, bring them over to my house, yeah, Joe. I'll we'll watch take them over, chip them right back. Have a great time. Let's drop them off at the studio. That's, that's right. right. Yeah. Do a podcast. <laughs> oh boy, what a podcast that would be. <laughs> to to get back to that point of the date night, I feel like. Um, there's like a certain age where like kids hit and it's like, 
okay, I feel good leaving them with somebody. Mm-hmm. But then in my experience, that's when the second kid always had showed up or the next, you know, the next kid. Mm-hmm. So it really got us stuck in a bad rut of like, mm. you know, like we just got this kid old enough where if we feel good leaving them and getting babysitters and stuff, and then, then you get the next one that's like, well, now I don't feel comfortable with it again. Mm. So. Well, hang in there because in mm-hmm. a couple of years, you're going to have a built-in babysitter. Yeah, <laughs> you're, exactly. Your <laughs> oldest will be able to watch all the other ones mm-hmm. and they'll hate it. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Well, you're right. I, I, I get it. I do think that, you know, where's the fear come from? You know, about leaving them with someone. I don't know. Are you guys with me on that? Like, if well, you have, Joe, like, Joe a, like a six-month-old baby, I mean, oh, yeah. like, we would leave them maybe with grandma, but we only have one grandma in the state. Oh, and so. that grandma has 13 grandkids that also are So there's, like, no... Local. Yeah, there's nobody... So... I mean, I mean, unless I'm paying for like a real professional, babysitters well, guess, are expensive anymore. Yeah. Well, see, I'm kind of out of the loop with it. Mm-hmm. You know, I haven't hired a babysitter in a long time. We pay ours like ten dollars an hour. It's, uh, it's expensive. When we get quick, good okay. ones, we pay them good to try to keep them on retainer. Yeah, <laughs> so they won't go to babysit for other people. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's another thing too. Is it? I, that's a question I'd like to ask. Maybe is it hard to find it? Well, I should say a babysitter, probably easy to find a babysitter, but is it hard to find a good babysitter that you can, you know, that has re- references or, you know, is it hard to find somebody? I feel like there's lots of good babysitters, but also, you know, high school kids are busier than ever, you know, they're in sports all year round. Yeah. You know, there's different, you know, all sorts of different things they're involved with. If you get someone that's out of high school, then... Mm-hmm. Then it's like, oh, I got a real adult. Now I really got to pay good. Like, <laughs> <laughs> So I have seen, this is something that didn't, that didn't exist when my kids were little, but there are these things where you can have cameras in your home and link to your cell phone and you can look at every room and see what's going on. And so if you're away, you can do that. Uh, that seems like an interesting, <laughs> you know, in terms of that, you know, helping with that fear thing. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, if you see something horrific, you know, mm-hmm. Is that going to, you know, obviously that's not going to be a good thing, but is that something you guys, anybody have anything like that or are you open to that? Or We don't have cameras all through the house, um, but uh, we do have a camera on the crib mm-hmm. and the, that does um, link up to our cell phones. Mm-hmm. And when we're on a date and my wife is checking that, it does frustrate me a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I can't say that's my favorite part of date night. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, I get it. It I does kind of split the... the, the kind of kills the mood, huh? Yeah, right. Okay. Splits uh, the attention a little. Yeah. My girls are older, so I don't have to worry about it too much. Mine are getting to the point where they can stay home, which is really nice. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So that's an encouragement for you guys. Yep. Chris, it's coming, boys. It's coming. <laughs> but it's still worth investing, right? Even in these days sure. and things. And, you know, I think, you know, sometimes date nights are just not possible. Let's face it. You know, that's kind of what I'm hearing as we, as you guys share a little bit. It, they're just not, you know, for me to say, well, do you guys do a date night once a week? What's wrong with you? You know, that's like putting it on you, right? But the reality is that's just not possible. If it happens, it's great. But it, so, so. Is there an alternative? I say yes. <laughs> I say there's lots of ways to date your wife. Yeah. yeah. Besides taking them out of the house and away from the kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, although th- that may be what she really needs and wants, but it's, like I say, sometimes it's not possible. But, mm-hmm. you know, part of, I think part of being, I don't know, part of a successful marriage is creativity. 
and thinking, you know, out of the box. It's, you know, and that's something, you know, that it's hard to do sometimes because you're sort of in the groove and in the, you know, in the, gr- in the grind, you know, and it is not on your mind. But I do think that if you guys think about it a little bit, and one way to do that, I think, is to go back to when you were dating your wife, when you're trying to, you know, woo her, woo her, yeah. exactly, and woo and woo her. And I know you guys, you're all, you know, we're wooers. Y'all are yeah. studs in there. I mean, so I know you have some, you have some histories. So, um, whoa, uh, well, I'll, I'll edit that out. I, I accept that. <laughs> I yeah, put I will put an end to that. Podcast over. I accept that. Yeah. I will, well, Chris has, Chris has got that Barry White voice going on in there. Hey, so everybody. I know Welcome all the, to the podcast. <laughs> all the ladies are out there going, We know well, where that originated. Oh, who's that guy? <laughs> <laughs> Who is that? Chip, I think, yeah. I think though, that that's, that is a really great point. Is um, just uh, You had talked about it in an earlier episode. Um, actually, I think uh, it was Greg that talked about making the uh, ordinary extraordinary. And I thought that was that was great for um, for kids certainly, but also you know when you when you talk about dating your spouse. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Chris is right now. At, well, I don't know if it's it's over the the sermon series that you were, you've been doing on um, um, just taking your thoughts captive. Oh yeah, and you're always moving in the direction of your strongest thought. That's been really challenging to me. And when I think about, you know, all the things that I'm constantly thinking about, you know, we just got a house and I'm always thinking about the house and what needs done next. And I think about work and patience I have, but, um, I very seldom think about ways I can date my wife. And so that's been something that I've been trying to think about more and more is trying to take ordinary everyday things and make them fun for her. Um, and surprise her with those things because that's what she's she's looking for. A lot of times, I find is just the that she knows that I've been thinking about her mm-hmm. and I put thought into this moment. That means more to her than mm-hmm. you know how much money I spend on a date. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. I think it's a good idea to know how your wife likes to be loved. Mm-hmm. I think the you know the the five love languages is a great uh, resource for people. You yeah. know, maybe maybe time, quality time isn't the thing. Maybe <laughs> gifts are the thing, or maybe you know, mm-hmm. acts, maybe cleaning the kitchen is the thing. You know, yeah. acts of service. So I think it's a good, uh, a good thing to know where your wife, you know, you know, receives love best. Yeah, that's a good point, Chris. And we've referenced that book before in other podcasts, good. and we'll put. <laughs> We'll put hey, a, where's Brittany? When did she start talking? <laughs> I wish she was. She was pretty excited about I said. Is she here? She doesn't have anything to say about being a dad. Oh, she's, she's not here? She's not here. Oh, I was I'm misled. Okay. Well, we typically, she she tunes in digitally. So well, hi, Brittany. We, yeah, so we'll <laughs> let her know. She'll, she'll appreciate since she's been mentioned in yeah. this podcast. She was excited about it, though. She said, she said how did, well, she, actually, she called me today. She said, hey, Dad, how'd it go? I said, how'd it go? She goes, the podcast with the guys. She, oh. I said, it's tonight. She's like, oh, oh yeah, okay. Well, tell me how it goes. I'm like, okay. So it's, it's funny. Um, so, but we will put a, we'll put a link in the show notes for the, for that reference because I do think it's a good one and one that... It's a good one. It'll really serve you well because, I mean, it, not just for your spouse, but also for your kids and just yeah. for your, your coworkers. I mean, everybody. So, I mean, I think learning how to love people well is a pretty worthwhile pursuit. And so whatever resource I can find to help me do that better, I'm, I'm all for it. <laughs>
Well, that's episode two or part two of the dad episodes. And so, Josh, what did you think? I mean, I know you were there and you had something. Was there anything that jumped out at you in that uh, that little bit? Well, yeah, definitely. I think, you know, right at the end there, Chris is talking about the five love languages. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just really good practical advice for anyone. Yeah. Um, whether you're a parent or not, it's just good to learn how to love uh, other people. You know, loving someone's all about, you know, putting the emphasis on them. And so that's what the five love language is about, is trying to figure out how someone receives love the best. And so that's really, really good advice for anyone. And also um, the the babysitting thing, um, as I was listening to it again, I just remember thinking when we were recording that, um, I'm, I'm super fortunate. Um, you know, I, I have uh, our, our daughter is um, the only... Uh, grandchild on one side and then the only grandchild in the state on the other and we live uh, close to both both sets of parents and so um, we've not had to find babysitters and um, if we do my sister is um, you know she's a high school uh, kid who um, who could who could uh, very very well and um, and it is really wanting to watch our mm-hmm. daughter. So, in fact, I think she watched Josh Graham's kids last night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they just could speak of that. Yep. Yeah. So, so um, but it was it was interesting to hear those guys talk about that that struggle. Um, I know I know that there must be a lot of a lot of parents, um, not just yeah. not just dads, obviously, but a lot of parents who um, struggle with that. Sure. I was struck by that too, and I was listening as we were listening back. Uh, uh, maybe you could hear my surprise in that. So is it hard to find a babysitter? Right, right. <laughs> so, and you know what? Um, it's good for us to hear that and also um, to know, you know, those others, uh, you know, other parents and some of the struggles, some of the some of the hard parts of about it for them. And, you know, because what's hard for you and Megan is not going to be hard for somebody else just because of the circumstances at the of life or whatever. Right, right. And just to understand that everybody's everybody's parenting journey is filled with unique challenges, and we can you know make room for each other, have encourage each other, cheer each other on, and I I feel like the more the more of us that can come together, especially you uh, parents that are you know, in kind of in the early in the journey, you have young kids for you to sit together and just sort of share war stories or, you know, just like that, just yeah. like you guys did, I think is super helpful. And uh, I hope that that's what the listeners are getting from this today. Yeah. And, uh, well, one, one of the things that you had said um, in response to that was, you know, it takes a village mm. and that's um, something that we all hear a lot. And so I think that the response to that is um, to try to live in community and allow mm. your kids um, to do that and um, to, to be willing to reach out and yeah. to hear what other people have to say. And if you're listening to this podcast, then then you are, mm-hmm. you know, that you've been looking for a resource to do that. Yeah, for sure. And I was just thinking about that, you know, as we as you and I record this podcast, it's Sunday evening and I was in church this morning and I was just... Looking around, um, just looking around the room during worship. I know you're supposed to be f- focused on Jesus during worship, but I was actually looking at the people <laughs> because in that time, in that moment, I was looking at these people all around me, all these different people with kids and grandkids, and I was recognizing that 
That's really the reason we come to church. That's really the reason we join our hearts with other hearts in a faith community is because we get something from each other. And I think God is in all of that. You know, I mean, we meet God every single day of our lives in our own personal times. Um, We see God, you know, everywhere if we're looking for him. But then we come together on Sundays or whatever day it is you gather with your faith community, I think not so much to find God as much as to connect with each other and to find strength, you know, in each other. So I, I feel that is, is vital and and so important. And uh, I'm so thankful for our faith community that we have, you know, and just the opportunity that we have to plug in like that and for others. So, that would be my encouragement to those that are listening. If you're feeling alone in some of this or lonely in the midst of it, if there, if if you can, if there's a way for you to tie into a faith community, um, uh, people of, you know, who are maybe where you're at, and and just uh, just find a place. You know, if you don't have family, if you don't have some close friends in your area, just you know, look, look for that, you know, that faith community. I know, I feel like there would be, that would be a welcoming place. I hope it would be for you. Good. Well, thanks Josh for co-hosting again this week. And, uh, and I know that, um, again, Brittany's going to be glad that you were here with us, but also missing being here with us too. So I think she'll probably be joining us again next week and, uh, stand by for more episodes of the dad episodes. We're going to be doing some more here. And, uh, also we'll be making some announcements here coming up in the next few weeks about the podcast over the summer. It's going to take a little bit of a, it's going to be a little different over the summer, but we'll, we'll share more about that in the next couple of weeks. So, all right. Josh, thanks again for joining us. Sure thing. It was a pleasure. Appreciate it. Well, hopefully we'll have you back again. Would you... I think it's kind of... We should just make it official that you're the co-host for the dad episodes. I think we should (laughs) just say that. All right, yeah. Brittany, I'll just break it to her later. Okay. 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 All right, well, thanks a lot for listening, everybody. See you next time. See you next time.